0: Welcome to Back to the Basics with Pastor Jason McClendon. This program is sponsored by Crossroads Christian Fellowship, a non-denominational, conservative and evangelical church focusing on returning to the mindset of believers in the New Testament church. The acronym BASICS, in the name of the program, stands for Believing and Sharing in Christ's Salvation. We are disciples making disciples who make disciples. And now, here is the message. Good morning to all of you and welcome
1: to Crossroads Christian Fellowship. The message today is about spiritual growth, and I'm going to share with you what I believe to be the five stages of spiritual growth. I'm also going to share the three keys to spiritual growth, but the sermon is primarily focused on the five stages. The purpose of this is to help give you a roadmap so that you know where you are in your relationship with God and give you some guidance about what's next on your spiritual journey and how to get there. But first, let's pray. Father, Thank you for allowing us to be in a place where we can freely study your word, study you, learn more about you, and share your love with others. We simply ask that you allow us to hear your message today and allow us to recognize when you are working around us so that we may also join into your work. All of this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. In Matthew 4.19, Jesus said, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So there are three parts to this. The first one is follow me. The second one is I will make you. And the third one is fishers of men. Obviously, the first part is that we have to follow Jesus. But when he says, I will make you, that means there needs to be a transformation in our lives. In other words, we need to become a new person. We need to have spiritual growth. This transformation is to become more Christ-like, and it is a process that will continue throughout the rest of your entire life. And then the last part of the verse, Fishers of Men, is about sharing the gospel with others so that they too may follow Jesus. In other words, fulfilling the Great Commission of Matthew chapter 28, verses 18-20. to The thing that makes Christianity different from all other religions is that Christianity is about relationship. It's not about religion. And just like our earthly relationships, it takes work to make it grow stronger. I want you to think about spiritual growth in terms of professional development or continuing education. So how many of you have professions which require specialized training and or continuing education? Now, how many of you believe that serving God is more important than your job? Remember, you can always find another job, but your role in serving God literally has eternal ramifications, both for you and for other people. So what if we considered our spiritual growth and development as continuing education for our role in building the kingdom of God? If we looked at it like that, do you think maybe we'd place more importance on it? When a person becomes a Christian, they usually undergo some radical life changes, especially if they had an immoral background before becoming a Christian. Through these first steps of spiritual growth, they get rid of the large, obvious sins. But sad to say, many believers stop right there. They don't go on to eliminate those other sins that continue to clutter the landscape of their lives. Author Gordon MacDonald, in his book, Ordering Your Private World, told of an experience in his own life that illustrates this truth. He said, Some years ago when Gail and I bought the old abandoned New Hampshire farm we now call Peace Ledge, We found the site where we wished to build our country home strewn with rocks and boulders. It was going to take a lot of hard work to clear it out. The first phase of the clearing process was easy. The big boulders went fast. And when they were gone, we began to see that there were a lot of smaller rocks that had to go too. But when we had cleared the site of the boulders and the rocks, we noticed all of the stones and pebbles that we had not seen before. This was much harder, more tedious work, but we stuck to it, and there came a day when the soil was ready for planting grass. It's the same with our lives. You get rid of everything that conflicts with being a Christian. First, it's the big boulders, and then it's time to start clearing out the smaller rocks, and then the pebbles, and this goes on for an entire lifetime as you continue to become more Christ-like every day. If you mow lawns, you'll know that you always need to clear the area before you mow, because sometimes you will find things in your lawns that simply weren't there the last time you mowed. This could be rocks, sticks, bottles, or other things. I'm sometimes really surprised at what I find in my lawn before I mow, because of course I live next to a a busy intersection with a lot of people driving by, but some of them throw trash into my yard. I've even found a paper bag full of marijuana. It, it's amazing what I find in the yard. But our lives are like that too. Sometimes when we reflect on what's going on in our lives, it's clear out there we have a lot of trash that we need to, to fix and pull out of our lives. The sin or the other things that we don't need. And then later we find that some of that that we've already cleared has re-entered our lives and we need to clear it out again. The reading for today is from 2 Peter chapter 1 verses 3 to 11. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your not in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. These are the words of our Lord. Thanks be to God. So as you just heard in this reading, we are called to grow in Christ. There are three keys to spiritual growth. I'll talk about each one, but they are, one, have the desire, two, study, and three, put forth the effort. One, have the desire. First Peter two two says, like newborn babies, crave spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. And 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. The second thing we have to do is study. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. And then 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And the third one was put forth the effort. Revelation 2.10 says, Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. But faithful, uh, be faithful rather, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. And Second Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. So those are the three keys to spiritual growth, and we, we have to look at those and in concert with each of the five stages of spiritual growth. So think of these five stages of spiritual growth in terms of just like when we physically grow up. The first one is you're spiritually dead. From a spiritual perspective, you are not even born yet, so you must be born again in order to start your new life in Christ. Second, once you've been born again, you are a spiritual infant. That's the second stage. And then you grow into a spiritual child as the third phase. Then a spiritual adult, the fourth phase. And last, the fifth phase, a spiritual parent. So in the first phase, you're spiritually dead. What does this mean? Are you a Christian Or are you spiritually dead? If you are spiritually dead, it means that you are not saved and you are not going to spend eternity in heaven with God. You can be religious and not be a Christian. You can be a good person and not be a Christian. You can believe the gospel and not be a Christian. You can repent and not be a Christian. You can be baptized and not be a Christian. You can be a member of a church and not be a Christian. With all of these things, you could still be spiritually dead because you're not born again. And if you are spiritually dead, you might say something like, I do not believe in Jesus Christ or have not accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior. People who are in this stage simply haven't accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. They maybe have completely rejected God, maybe are seeking God, or maybe are wondering if God is even real. They may be spiritual, and, you know, a lot of people use that phrase, well, I'm spiritual. Uh, So they may be spiritual and claim to know God, but it is not the God of the Holy Bible. It is a God that they've made up on their own based on their own desires. They may uh, may be broken and lost, and some may be completely unaware of what the Bible says. But either way, they are not a member of the body of Christ statistically, there are several people in every church in America, every church in America, and maybe even every church in the world. Statistically, there are a lot of people, actually, in churches who claim to be Christians who are spiritually dead. Now, I don't know who any of those people are. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not saying it's you, but just based on statistics, it's true. If you don't believe in God or if you question his existence— or if you question whether or not Jesus is real, or if you don't know whether or not the Bible is true, or you just don't know what you believe, this could be you. And if this is you and you would like to talk about it, let me know. Let us know. Let somebody know, a mature Christian. Talk to them and and let them know that this is how you feel so that we can help get you the answers you need. And right now, you may have a voice in your head telling you to look into this. And if you hear that voice, that could be this the holy spirit that's prompting you to ask about this so once you accept jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and you become born again the next stage is called being a spiritual infant now if you're a spiritual infant you might say something like i believe in jesus christ and have accepted him as my personal lord and savior but People at this stage have accepted Christ, but not much beyond that. They might be new believers, or they could be stagnant, long-term believers. From their perspective, life is generally about them. They are the Lord of their own life. They may have accepted and believe in Jesus, but they are still the Lord of their own life. They may be confused about what truth is, or they are just beginning to seek the truth. And within the body of Christ, although saved— they are still really more of an attender of the body of Christ. And the next level that we have here, the next stage of spiritual growth is called being a spiritual child. And if you are a spiritual child, you might say something like, I am a Christian and I'm working on building my relationships with Jesus and with others. People who are in this stage are growing in their relationship with Christ. They are growing in their relationships with others. They're trying to apply God's word in their lives. They're developing habits of Bible study, of prayer, of worship, and of loving others. They're seeking opportunities to learn more. They're joining groups and recognizing opportunities in which they can serve. And at this point, this is where somebody really begins to become a member rather than just an attender of the body of Christ. The next level in the spiritual stages is the stage of spiritual adult. Now, if you're a spiritual adult, you might say something like, I am focused on following Jesus and sharing the gospel with others. I am a disciple. People in this stage have heard their calling. They're doing their best to fulfill the role in the body of Christ. They've become God-centered and focused on the needs of others. They practice servant evangelism and loving others and sharing the love of God with others. They seek opportunities to learn to minister to others and share the love of Christ. They are intentional about fulfilling this great commission. They are truly a disciple in the body of Christ. And then the last stage of spiritual growth is spiritual parent. Now, if you're a spiritual parent, you might say something like, I am a Christian leader, and I teach disciples to also teach disciples. I am Christ-centered. People in this stage have a solid foundation of and on God's word. They are intentional about seeking opportunities to minister to others. They habitually practice evangelism, servanthood, and neighborly love. Their focus is on following and representing Christ in everything they do. They are disciple makers. They are truly leaders in the body of Christ. And God has made it very clear that he expects all of us to grow spiritually and eventually become leaders in the body of Christ. We're all supposed to go through these stages and become a leader in the body of Christ so that we can truly be disciples who are making disciples who also then make disciples. So what do we do then? How do we grow? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to get rid of the things in our lives which do not honor God. The TV shows we watch, the movies we watch, the activities we do, the games we play. If it doesn't honor God, we no longer participate. Remember that phrase, garbage in, garbage out? We have to get rid of the garbage. And then replace it. And instead of that garbage that we have in our lives all the time, we learn the gospel. We study the Bible. We pray diligently. We participate in groups. We become a disciple. We walk in the spirit. We love others. We forgive others. We serve in the church. We give to the church. We share the gospel. We focus on becoming a leader. We disciple others. we start or lead groups. we train other leaders. we love God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. We love our neighbors as ourselves, and we follow Jesus and glorify God in everything we do and we know when we're growing because we begin to effortlessly live and demonstrate the fruit of the spirit galatians five twenty two to twenty five List out the fruit of the Spirit. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Jesus said, again in Matthew four nineteen, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So we follow Jesus and we allow him to transform us into the person that he wants us to be. Starting right now, assess where you are and begin to make the change. God wants you to eventually become a spiritual parent. But even if you are already a spiritual parent, there is still room for growth. No matter which stage of spiritual growth you're in, make the commitment to continue growing to become more Christ-like. Remember, We are literally on a mission from God. Let us pray. Father, we glorify you. You created the heavens and the earth and everything in them, and you are worthy of our praise. We thank you for the blessings you've given us. We thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ so that our sins could be forgiven and we could be made holy and just in your eyes. We ask that you open our eyes for opportunities to grow and give us the desire and the strength to study your word diligently so that we may apply it to our lives. We ask that you walk side by side with us as we strive to continue developing a relationship with you. We ask that you show us how to be better witnesses for you and give us opportunities to share your love with others. All of this we ask in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, I sincerely hope that you are already a follower of Jesus, but if you are not, you need to know that the Bible makes it absolutely clear that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. We are all sinners and we all need Jesus. None of us can do it on our own. When we die, we will either go to heaven or to hell. But the ability to spend eternity in heaven is a free gift from God. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Because he loved us so much, Jesus paid the penalty of death for our sins. He paid the price with his own blood, which means that we don't have to. That gift is free and to receive it all you have to do is recognize that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. Confess your sins to God. Repent of your sins. In other words you have to turn away from them and turn your life over to Jesus. Asking him and allowing him to be the Lord of your life. Remember just because you repent and make Jesus your Lord does not mean you will instantly become perfect. But you do need to strive to model your life after Jesus. There are no magic formulas or special prayers to become a Christian. Just make it known to God. Just tell him, he knows what's in your heart. Now, if you've made the decision to dedicate your life to Christ, which is often referred to as being born again, Or if you've made the decision to rededicate your life to Christ, please let us know. Go to IamSavedByJesus.com and tell us about your decision. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to know if we can help you along the way. If you haven't made that decision yet, please pray about it, and we'll pray for you too if you let us know. This is the most important decision you can ever make in your entire life. It only takes a few seconds to decide, but the ramifications of your choice are literally eternal. Take it seriously. Remember, go to Iamsavedbyjesus.com, and we look forward to hearing from you. God bless.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, running a ministry is not free there are many costs associated with developing and running programs and we humbly ask for your support especially if our messages have touched your heart or you believe they will touch the hearts of other people we ask that you first pray about how god wants you to proceed and then if you feel led help us focus on building the kingdom of god if you are a christian and you are not tithing anywhere please consider tithing to us or consider gifting to us however god leads remember The money you have is God's money that He blessed you with to manage and to be a good steward. The money you tithe and gift to us builds the ministry of Crossroads Christian Fellowship and the International College for Christian Studies. The more financial support we receive, the more people we can reach. You can make this monthly contribution or one-time gift through PayPal by going to donationforchurch.com. You can also find other ways to donate on that webpage. Thank you in advance for your support, and may God bless you.
0: Well, it's almost time to go. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We are praying regularly for you and ask that you do the same for us. Until we come together again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Go now into the world and serve the Lord. Amen.